When you're ready to date but had to isolate and now you find yourself competing in a bizarre scavenger hunt to win something you could legitimately buy yourself from Yarraville IGA for approximately $7.46. Again. <laughs> if you have no idea how significant clit tingles and stiffy liffies are when meeting someone new, then soz, but what the actual chook tush are you doing here? Dismount your sex swing immediately and scooch your cocaine butthole back to season one, episode one, my pretty. If you're as committed as we are to obsessively scrolling the pet rescue pages for Kate's new furry love, then welcome aboard this Rona romance train. I'm Lauren McKenna, and as always, I am joined by Hannah Fredrickson. Hello. And Kate Foster. Hi, guys. As we help to navigate the dating world with the added challenge of COVID-19, we are here together again, recording deep in the burbs of Melbourne before we head to a tragic Mexican restaurant for our 5pm booking. It's time to leave the car at home, drink more than one Aperol spray, and take off your undies because no matter who we are, where we are and which sexual blueprint we are, we are all still being well and truly cock-blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. We're all shells of humans oh, today. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We are. We were just, before we <sighs> pressed record, we were all just going, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> but that actually gave me life hearing that intro. I feel a bit oh, awakened yeah, by that. Thank you. Good. Even that though I'm good. definitely not at my... Vocal best. Oh, that's okay. Jukes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but you know, we're all just a little bit under the weather. I think oh it's like gosh. you don't release me from the jinx, and I never speak the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a short app. <laughs> oh yeah, look, we're all just in the depths of uh, emerging from lockdown. Lolly, you weren't well this week, mm, and being yes. a mum yeah. with a sick baby too. Oh. We're, we've been cleared of COVID, of course, of course. but just um, I think, you know, being sick for the first time in Milo's yes. whole life, he was so put out. He was um, like, I am not having a bar of this. He's far too busy yes. to be ill. Anyway, we're on the prednisones now, so we're Pop on the up. <laughs> we're on the up. You're hopping up. Pop those preddies. Oh. And yeah, Katie, you're a bit of a shell too. We're yes. all seashells by the seashore. Shells. We're all seashells by the seashore. Just a lot of work. I mean, same with you. You've had you have one day off a week in yeah. 60, 60 hour weeks. And I've been teaching 20 gazillion spin classes and a twerk shop last night. <laughs> What's <laughs> that? Tell us about that. <laughs> oh, so I got asked as a favour to do a twerking workshop for um, some of the girls that do my spin classes and they're so cute and so sweet and it was for one of their friend's hen's parties. So they all came in at about 9pm last night into the city studio and I have not danced like I dance in my living room but I haven't like danced, <laughs> danced for years and I honestly thought I was going to slip a disc. But I, I came back. I came back. And I twerked. I twerked my very best. So that's very good. I'm now very, very, very sore today. Yeah. Very sore. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what other exciting updates oh, do we gosh. have? I don't really have that many exciting updates. I'm just, yeah, I'm knee deep in work. Um, but that's a good thing. Look, it's a really good problem. It's just from zero to 100. I'm mm. sure a lot of people are feeling like that too. And um, also this kind of like weird feeling of now that things are open, you're like, got to get out, got to do, got to do things. Can't sit at home by choice. 
No. You know? Um, so you feel all this sort of pressure, but yeah, just a bit bloody, bit bloody tired, emotionally tired, physically tired. Um, but look, all is well. I have my one day off and I'm sitting here with you. And isn't that we a nice thing? Yeah. It's so lovely to see you. So lovely to see you. And we had some, some not very good news about Chachi. Oh, Aww. Chachi. I, another one bites the dust. So she, I got an email saying she went to a two week trial with other people and I think that's it. So Amber's, Amber's gone. Chachi's gone. So what I'm is wrong with these people? I know. It's competitive. It's a competitive market. Lucky we had that discussion about rejection because this I know. is really not nice. It's not I you, know. Katie. It's I not know. you. You're the perfect dog owner. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with these people. My perfect little dog has got to be coming. Yeah. It, it's just Where, is be coming. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's like bloody dating. Yeah. And it is like dating. It actually is. And you have to like fill out a really in-depth um, application. Like they want to know the ins and outs of your life to really have to to put yourself out there absolutely like sleeping arrangements like who else is around where would the dog stay if it wasn't with you what does your daily routine look like like it's in depth so you're like 9 p.m i've got a twerking workshop (laughs) it can probably come (laughs) (laughs) i can greet people at the door but seriously your application would be lit yeah i thought so too so i think it's just really really competitive at the moment so we'll keep trying yeah it's gonna happen yes yes it would be so nice to announce that you're partnered up with a Little furry love in our finale. <laughs> Let's manifest. Manifest. Manifest, manifest for the next week. Who knows? Amber might have hated her people. You know, two-week trial. <laughs> you never know. Look, anything could happen at this point. <gasps> if you see that our season finale episode is called Amber's Return. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You know that I've stolen a dog. Now, but... I actually have a really good recommendation oh. that oh. I put a little note um, about. Oh. So, Please tell. Because I had a little bit more time, a little bit more downtime this week because I literally had to because I was Lie so down. sick, yes. literally lying down. I have a reco for a great series. <gasps> okay. Tell. So remember last season we watched, Hannah and I watched Love Life. I don't yeah. know. Did you oh watch my that, gosh. Katie? I know what you, no, keep going because I know what okay, you're going to say. Okay, so mm-hmm. season one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It had Anna Kendrick in it. We really loved it. We just absolutely um, devoured Devoured it, loved it. This season, season two is incredible. I watched it. Really? Oh yes. my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, so good. And I actually found a really great quote from it that I think Katie could bring into your, your dating life. Okay. Love. So uh, the the main character who is the most amazing actor, I don't know his name, but he plays yeah. Cheedy in The Good Place and okay. I'm a big fan of him, his. Oh. So uh, anyway, but he's like in this relationship and it's not, you know, it's not the instant kind mm. of fireworks that he's normally used to, but it, there is a spark there. So he decides to give it a go. And the quote is, a spark could eventually lead to fire, but fireworks only ever led to an explosion. Ooh. Which I just thought was a really great Ooh. quote to sort of bring into the, this new um, dating energy, yes. you know? Yes. It is true. And I actually, I loved that. So I never watched the first one. Oh, I don't know why. You don't why. really have to. Yeah, and you don't have to at all. I mean, the stories do really cleverly mm. intercept just a few ah. times, which is so mm. cool how, cool how they do that. It's, yeah. um, it's very well written. But, yeah, you don't. You can just um, pick can up just pick season it up two. Because I picked it it's up. It's totally fine. And I binged it in like a whole night. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And very insightful. Like the characters are so are so flawed and he's pretty flawed. Yes. But, which is what makes it so real, I think. 
super complex character. Mm. Love it, love it. So if you're, you know, have some down, downtime this week and want lying a down. new lying downtime, new series, Love Life on Stan. licking a toilet seat to catch gonorrhea and win 50 points? Did you make your very own Mogu Mogu cocktail? Why didn't you let us know? We get a flutter in our tummies when you get in touch and when you don't it feels like a giant kick in the balls without the $3,000 payment. One glorious listener got in touch to say, my fave part of the potty each week is figuring out how you're going to trick poor gullible Katie with that ringing. Love the creativity. Unfortunately, after our string of successes, we failed last week so we are very sorry to let you down. Also, now you've reminded her to I be know. on guard. But she's so gullible. It's still so possible. It's still possible. <laughs> Another C-blocked devotee wrote in to say, I've been smashing season two this week and it's honestly the best podcast I've listened to all year. And I listen to a fuck ton of potties. I have found myself genuinely laughing out loud countless times. My mum is also obsessed. She just texted me this. I am listening to the podcast. I also mentioned it to a respectable 50-year-old at work the other day who's been trying online dating, more or less unsuccessfully. I warned her that they were very frank and she listened to the whole thing in a week. She's now talking about giving the people what they want. Well, respectable 50-year-old, give the people what they want. <laughs> and this listener got a cock-blocked double whammy. They say... Hey, cock blockers, long-time listener, first-time caller. Today, while I was at work, the radio played Behind These Hazel Eyes. Uh, and Kate, you're going to have to see Kate. it. Come on. Oh, sauce. Sauce. <laughs> Behind these hazel eyes. Thank you. And, and, let's get down, let's get down to business. And I had a good chuckle to myself. Good to know we are ruining songs forever for people. You're welcome. And after hearing our brave listener reach out for advice about navigating changes in her long-term relationship in episode nine, this divine C-blocked supporter had these words to share with her. Hey, beautiful human, empathetic humans who are living as one delicious unit are always going to ebb and flow with each other's highs, lows, trials and tribulations and everything in between. And it sounds to me like you and your partner might be trying to rediscover yourselves, but wanting the safety of what you have created while you do that. I definitely don't want to project anything. So if this is off, please ignore. But I think there is room in this incredible safe unit that you have to explore who you are, both of you. My partner and I are super solid with the communication, but we haven't always been for fear of hurting the other person, like you mentioned. Being super honest about where you're at, you run the risk of causing upset or offending or not being able to take something back. But the enduring love you two seem to have, I think those hard chats have to happen and the benefits far outweigh the risks. My partner of eight years recently shared with me that they are non-binary. It took me by no surprise and it seemed like a clarification in a singular, though ever-evolving term, that really just made sense. And when I looked back in hindsight, there were so many moments in our experiments or chats or just general way of living that clearly led to this defining moment of understanding and clarity for my partner. And some of those moments did feel like rejections to me, but it was just them stepping back to look inward. And I'm really glad I took the time to sit in that because my partner and I have come back stronger than ever. And the love I have for them now is so much richer as they are truly happy. I know gender and sexuality are not the same thing. And this story doesn't perfectly land with yours. 
But I think that there is an opportunity for you both to take the space to breathe and really truly consider who you are as sexual beings. And maybe that isn't playing the field. Maybe that's really good conversations with friends or a therapist or a still day completely to yourself. You may have the opportunity to come back as the same people who have loved each other all this time, but with more clarity on who you are and what you need. Maybe that'll tell you that you aren't meant to stay in that relationship, but at least you'll have the clarity to take that step away and so too will your partner. Another tip I'll offer. I recently got Bumble. I know a married woman on the apps, yikes, but there is a BFF feature. And I went on there with the intention to find some like-minded individuals and I even went as far to chuck in my bio, happily married woman looking for good chats about relationships and sexuality and everything in between with fresh faces. Chatting about this stuff with people you know might not be possible. You may feel super guarded or worried to make a bold claim or decision and then days later change your mind. That's okay. But chatting to these total strangers about where my mind is at and what I'm thinking about my own development in this field has been so beneficial. Zero walls up, really interesting responses and some fun friends in the making. It's like the open thing without the sex. Anyway, final thoughts are, again, ignore every word of this if you want. Otherwise, maybe I'll see you on Bumble for chats. I love that. Great advice. What a beautifully open-minded human being. Like, just such a beautiful, understanding person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really nice. And interesting that they're on Bumble for chats because you can, and I don't think people often think of Bumble in that way. Mm. but yeah to open up to new friendships absolutely and I think we're all just looking for like-minded people absolutely and really our friendships and our relationships ebb and flow so much and often we need something completely different it kind of reminds me of going on this app recently peanut Mm. to meet mums you know I just thought if I had maybe one or two more mums in my circle because a lot of friends who have bubs are either interstate or overseas so um yeah just putting yourself out there to find someone that you can connect with because our identities are always shifting and changing and our needs are always changing so I think what a great what a great little tidbit of advice absolutely I think it's not talked enough about too how hard it is we talk about how hard it is to date absolutely but also how hard it is to find friends as you get older especially if it's not through like work you know a lot of times you find friends through work but you know, you often sometimes you're not always aligning with those people or work, you know, presents a complicated situation where mm-hmm. you don't always have the opportunity to get as deep or as real as you'd like. So it is as you get older, it's hard to connect with new people. But as you say, Lolly, your identity is often always changing mm-hmm. your ideas in the world. So where do you find those like-minded people? Especially with the pandemic. It's like we've all been cock-blocked with friends, friends. as well. You yeah. know, it's, it's really, really tricky. I think that's a great way to use an app. I think that's really, that's mm. a great piece of advice. And I'm so happy that we could, through this platform of the podcast, be able to even, you know, for people to have a dialogue over the course of episodes. It's really nice. So if you have any thoughts as well to add add to that, to navigating a changing long-term relationship, please feel free to get in touch because um, we'd be happy to share it. Absolutely. And after Katie nearly got a splinter in her back from being jackhammered atop her marketplace outdoor setting, our legend Instagram followers over at podcast let us know some of the weirdest places they have had sex. A park bench on the Maribyrnong River. On a parked tractor on a potato farm with a potato farmer. On a V-line train to Ballarat. 
in a closed homeware store on a rug. In a moving truck on a highway, he was driving. On a rowing machine. Ouch. On a driveway. How steep. The hallway of her parents' house, because it was the only space with some privacy. What? <laughs> Under the Harbour Bridge. New Year's fireworks in the crowd. Daniel. On a jet ski whilst he was driving it. Jet ski up the vagina. Out the back of a restaurant in the staff-only area. Neither of us were staff. Was it a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> the White House bathroom. Wow. Restaurant Lou when we were out for lunch with my partner's father and cousins. His parents shed grease all over my body whilst his husky howled at us. On a roller coaster. So many questions. Winyard Station. <laughs> On the roof of a Mexican hostel at 5pm. <laughs> In the snow. Literally had to put a ski jacket down, take our skis off and go for it mid-run. Up against a window overlooking the Bellagio pools in Vegas. Oh, we've got some fun oh, followers on our Instagram. Oh, These followers are all putting me to shame. Oh, I don't no. have anything um, as wild as that to contribute. I thought I was wild. Mm. And funnily enough, when I went on that date with Park Prince slash mm. Overstady's Welcome, mm. when we got to chatting about sex and stuff like that, I told him my craziest sex experience. And he literally straight up said, that's not true. It's impossible. And I was like, it's possible. I was there. <laughs> well, this listener on, with the moving truck on a highway yeah. with him driving has confirmed it. It's, con- it's true. Because I also had sex in a car with the driver of the car whilst they were driving. There you go. It Where is. there's a willy, there's a way. <laughs> Where there's a willy. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> resist. I, I also, I it. have to say there were two. I didn't include them both because it was the same. But there were two people who have had sex on a jet ski. What is it with like, jet skis? What? I know. Also, the roller coaster thing. I'm so intrigued. I'm like, are you strapped in? Like, how do you, are you mean just like a finger bang or like, because I don't know how you even twist your hips <laughs> full to get sex. an angle. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. Yeah, look, this puts me to shame. My, I've done like bathrooms. I've done bathrooms with people's parents' houses. I've done like parks and open fields and beaches. Been a lot of nature, but I, but these, <laughs> the, I can't say I've had sex in the White House bathroom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That one, good for you. Probably my wildest is so tame by comparison. It's a David Jones change room. And I have to say that if you are going to do a change room, the David Jones lighting is way more flattering than your Targets, your Kmart's, your Big W's. absolutely. So, PSA there. Thanks. Love that. That's good. I'm going to write that down. Oh, my God. Are the police here? There's a really good <laughs> Before I was like, should I just pretend like I've got a text message or something and then get them? Yeah. But you got it before me. Oh my god. My god, Kate, you're under arrest. You're under but arrest. Not, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are here. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, get the big one. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my love. Oh, my God. <laughs> my loves. <laughs> I think I've just exhausted the last piece of energy I had by doing that. <laughs> You're like sweating. And good night. <laughs> She's out. You're still under that juice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, give us what we want. Just when you think. There, I thought I had nothing this week. And when we started to think about it, there's actually quite a bit, to be honest with the you. The universe always provides. The universe always provides. We haven't craziness. let the people down yet. No. We've not let them down. So first up, Carl's barista did get in contact. Bless him. Oh, good. We've had some cute chats. 
Is we, he cute on the text? Is he, is he nice? He's sweet on the text. He's nice. Yeah. I am finding myself at the moment to be very um, sketchy on the text just because I'm so busy again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just said as to him. As in bad at replying. Yeah, as in bad at replying. I'm, You know, I've just got so many things going on back into work and everything. So I said, let's meet up. We're touching base today. We're going to have a date for this week. Okay. So I will. A, co- a coffee date or what? I know. Maybe I'll just get him to make me a coffee. I don't even drink coffee. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a chai then. A chai. A chai. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I've got who we've been chatting who? on the apps. <laughs> bleep it out. Who oh, oh, sorry. Oh, bleep sorry. it. Bleep it out, Carl. He just never makes a date. <laughs> Actually, I've got a bone to pick with bleep it out, Carl. Oh. I've been editing this season, so it's really bleep it out, lol. True. <laughs> but we haven't really touched on this because of, you know, branding and stuff. But also because I got those T-shirts made for you too I long. know. <laughs> I mean, true. But, but bleep, maybe bleep it's it time out. to come clean. It's been me. It's I'm you. Bleeper. I'm season two she, bleeper. She's, she's a season, season two, two bleeper. Anyway, true. I'll bleep it. Bleep that out. Who dad? Who dad? Okay, who look, he's on the apps. We've had really cute chats, but he just won't set a date to meet mm. up and I tried to lock it in for yesterday afternoon and he completely just skimmed over that didn't confirm anything and then just kept chatting about other random shit so it's not like he's not replying he's no. just being flaky on actually setting a date setting he a starts date. to be like catfish because mm, you're like why true. why not why not doll <laughs> Honestly, and at the moment, I think everybody's feeling this. Everybody is, like, so flaky on the apps. The apps have really slowed down. I actually feel like I've swiped too much and now I'm just getting the weirdos. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, dear. There's... It's it's really slim pickings at the moment. So I'm even thinking of when this season is over, getting off the apps and trying to meet somebody in real life. What? What do you mean? What a fire! And then when we come back for next season, I'll have something to report on. But you know, I do feel a challenge between season two and potential season three. We'll be back. Um, (laughs) Is to actually make yourself have to ask people out. Absolutely, because I feel like the apps are just really desensitizing everybody, and it's so easy to be a shit person on them. Like it's mm-hmm. so easy yeah. to just ghost. And I have a friend who texted me yesterday. She had a hip operation. She's on crutches. She's had two guys cancel on her because she's on crutches. That's so rude. That's so rude. Is that because the you know, sex is off the table? Yeah, I think so. Oh, rude. They well, just I guess just like weed them out, right? I mean, Katie, can you share, could you play that um, beautiful voice note clip that you showed us before just 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 to oh. show the kind of quality of man that's oh. um using this new voice note feature that uh we announced in the news that uh hinge has brought in it is stunning truly cursed truly <laughs> when i was a young boy my father took me into the city to see a march bond <laughs> <laughs> Like, what a gem. I just, honestly, the only people using that voice note feature are like men with hot accents, and you can just tell it's such a gratuitous. Liam, Liam, get on it. Get on it, Liam. That's such a gratuitous, like, I'm like, I've got a hot English Mm. accent or something, and just real weirdos. Real weirdos. I mean, good entertainment, good content for the podcast Instagram. For sure. Head over there. Hilarious. So, look, that's been the dating game. But yesterday I did have an interaction that I died a little bit about because there's been a really cute guy that comes to my spin class. <gasps> did he go to the twerk shop? 
He didn't come to the twerk shop, but I'm sure he would have loved it. Mm. And I was trying to figure out for a while if he was straight or gay, actually. Mm. Now, I figured out he's, he's straight and he's an absolute delight and he's been coming for a while and he came back for his first class yesterday. And I was so excited to see him. And I was very confidently just because he's, you know, he was the only guy in my class. So I was like, yes, Jordan, go, Jordan, get up, Jordan, 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 Jordan. Get it, Jordan. Jordan. Do you like him? I really like him. I think he's super cute. Yeah. And I think the girls at Spin have been trying to set us up and he does come to my classes now. But I got out and I went to Nadia, who's front of house. And I was like, God, Jordan's so cute. Like, so good to see him back. And she goes... His name's not Jordan. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan! <laughs> his name is not Jordan. Um, what is his name? His name is... Bleep, bleep it, out. it out, lol. Bleep it out, lol. Doesn't have the same ring. Sorry, everyone. No, it's, but it's the truth. And, you know, sometimes you just have to tell the truth. Sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. That's nice. A nice crush. So a nice crush. I found him on Instagram. It's just (laughs) a little guy. Add it to the playlist. Actually, I feel like that one's already on there. Fuck. (laughs) It would be. I've had so many crushes this season. It's a banger. Fuck. I found him on Instagram. I apologize, and he was like, "It's so fun." He said I was having a little laugh because obviously. He could tell. He's like, I knew you were talking to me, but like, I wasn't exactly sure. But cool, <laughs> so fun. He's like, great class You're today. Just right in his face, eyeballing him. He's like, get up, Jordan. He's like, I didn't know she's talking. She's talking to me. Or... He literally was. I was honestly, I was dropping it like it was hot in front of that bike. I was right in front of him, being like, yes, you can do this, Jordan. Oh. I would have loved if he wrote back, no probs, Caitlin. <laughs> that would have been good banter. <laughs> Bless him. Hopefully, I see him again. He did say he was going to come back. So, look, um, I'm just kind of taking that slow. Okay, you know? Maybe a like one. a brekkie date, like a post-spin breakfast a post date. Spin. I've got to figure out if he's single or not. Oh, no. true, true, true. Mm. Yeah. So, Did you touch his thigh on the bike? Maybe I could give no, him a little. you didn't, though. I didn't. No, I didn't. Mm. But I, I could. Get the point. Scare him too much. Did I you... mean, obviously, ask for consent first. But as an instructor, yeah, an uh, adjustment. Yeah, an adjustment. Exactly. <laughs> give him a little adjustment. Yeah. Did you that. give him a matching bucket hat to wear with you while he did his class? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, did you lick the seat after he was on it to see if he got? Oh my god, <laughs> that would have been delicious. What have you done? <laughs> How much do you want that cake, Kate? <laughs> well, I'm in the lead, so everybody else better like well, you step know. it up. Do a new tally. Oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't know nothing. <laughs> oh, you well, is there is there on on the scavenger hunt a point for potentially being up the duff? Because what? <laughs> <laughs> Holy! For shit. the last time, no. The points is final. <laughs> but we do need to have a discussion. We about need this. to delve. Okay, yes. so in on a serious note, mm. so this week, my and it's still late. My period's been like weeks late because it usually comes in the first week of the month Mm -hmm. and it has been fairly consistent I've been off the pills since the start of the year Mm. and I know we've had a lot of chats like in our girl group about fertility and and you know people are getting pregnant some people already have families and that's been a real point of focus and of course after my little romp on my outdoor setting in which I mistakenly did not wear protection yeah (sighs) Sorry, everybody. <clears throat> um, my period was late. 
And I was also having a lot of like weird symptoms, which we figured out was just because I was drinking an excessive amount of calorie-free hot chocolates. <laughs> so, you were doing a Carl. I was doing a Carl. That'll give you a squirty butt. Oh, I was full of squirty butt. <laughs> squirty butt. <laughs> squirty butt. I think it's the, um, the what is the fake sugar? The fake sugar, the fake yeah. sugar they put yeah, in. It's the devil. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, but still... Even so, my period was still late and I thought it was coming. Like I, I thought I had an inkling of it the other day and it just didn't come. So, and because classic me, I was like, I'm just going to put that off. So every day the girls yes. were texting me, lol, lol, I was, was on such the edge a pest. of seat. I was like, so have you done that test yet? Sorry to be a pest. <laughs> I was such a nagger. Oh my God. <sighs> I we was, did check. We checked yeah. every day. You checked every day. I was avoiding it. You I was were. like, this is too stressful. Han even said, like, we'll just bring one I was to bring, podcast I was recording bring today and make you do it. it live on air. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just doing a wee. <laughs> oh, dear. So, well, I did. So it got to the point where, because at first I was like, nah, nah, it's mm. not going to be. Like, my period's going to come. And then it's got to, like, a couple of weeks. And I'm mm. like, okay. And you were sort of saying, like, oh, you know, uh, I'm feeling like my ovaries are really heavy and my mm. uterus is heavy and that's my period coming on. And then in like our private, <laughs> private little <laughs> chat, Han and I going, mm. <laughs> ovaries and uterus being heavy is also a symptom of, of pregnancy. pregnancy. Yeah. I was, I got really worried and on Saturday night, I kind of like, Oh, I just started to get really worried. And I was also sort of chatting about this guy to somebody else and just like, just that reality of thinking on one hand, it's funny because, you know, like that Love Life show. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, it's a spoiler. No, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. No. Okay. I'll bleep that out. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. No spoilers. But like you see in so many... um, you know, it's it's such a construct of, of movies and TV shows where people aren't thinking about it and then when you start to think about it, you're like, oh, is that something that maybe I would want? Mm-hmm. Maybe I could do that on my own. Like I am almost 34. Like I don't necessarily know if that was to happen whether I would have an mm-hmm. abortion or not, like mm-hmm. o- o- quite honestly. Mm-hmm. And we did say as well, whatever happens, mm-hmm. we've got you. Yeah. Mm, of course. And and also I was a bit like, I don't know, I feel like at the moment and I, I think, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably feeling like this. We had one listener write in saying, I don't know if I'm ever going to find my love. And I do feel a bit at the moment like everyone's life is going and I'm just standing still and nothing is happening. Mm. And so it was like, God, maybe maybe I do need that. Like maybe I need a massive, a massive shake up. But, you know, maybe that would be life-changing in a good way. Wow. And wow. Yeah. And so then I really freaked out because then I was like, oh, f- shit. I actually need to know if this is a thing or not because, yeah. holy crap, that's that's going to be really full on if it is. Um, so I did the test about 11 p.m. on Saturday night. I yeah. went and got it for the 24-hour. And it was negative was mm-hmm. negative. So and yeah. how did you feel? Yeah. Um, I felt a sense of relief, mm-hmm. a sense of relief, but also, oh, my God, why am I going to cry again? Oh, my God, every <gasps> week we're crying. We're just, every week we're crying. We're, we're tired. Yeah. We're but on the what? edge. I was, I was a bit like, well, number one, also, too, I had a call from <laughs> Cocaine Butthole. 
bless him. <laughs> <laughs> just a butthole colony. <laughs> <laughs> butthole colony. And he, I think, you know, we've always been in touch. And um, he's like, I think we really missed an opportunity. I think if I was in Australia, we would have been married and had children. And I think I was an idiot and an egotistical prick. And I think I missed a real opportunity. I don't know. I feel like people coming back from the past, you know, construction cutie coming back and then that Tiger King guy, he really was like old habits die hard. Like he is not a person that you would want to have a child with. But at the same time, I'm a bit like, I don't know. I'm just like, where is, when is that stuff going to happen? Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to happen? I know people feel like that where they're like, maybe I'll never find anyone or maybe it's not going to happen for me. Yeah, it's tricky. I mean, I guess I, I'm a few years mm. younger than you, but I can relate in a different way in that like I thought my life was mm. going one path and I thought I had an idea of a timeline of when things were going to be for me mm. and then it just completely imploded. Yeah. Mm. And it's like when you end a long-term relationship, you know, at an age where that stuff is, like, supposed to be happening. God, I feel like I'm going to go for it. Go for it. You, um, it go you for grieve, it. you know, you're grieving not only the, the loss of that person from your life in the way that they were in it, mm-hmm. but also all the things you thought mm. were going to happen and the, at the time that you thought they were going to happen. So I've had to do all this work in my own brain of readjusting my expectations of my life. Yeah. And going, I don't know anymore. No. When you don't. Things will, and I guess we never know. You can't ever really hold on to anything super concrete until it's there and it's happening and it's happened. But it's hard. It is hard sometimes because mm. you can be, yeah, absolutely. You can be floating through and everything can be happening and it's busy and you kind of mm. forget about it and then something mm. will happen. I know you've been through this and it's like something will happen and you're like, shit I I just I thought it would be so different Mm. or the potential you know the potential is on the table and you get attached to those ideas it's funny it's and it happens to all of us like with the rescue dog or the baby or the relationship Mm -hmm. you get attached to those ideas and then it doesn't happen and it's like back to square one I think though because I definitely have felt like this in my life as well Mm. and now I think about just over four years ago, I didn't even know Carl. Yeah. It's and wild, now isn't look it? at us, you know, we have a house together. We have a beautiful yeah. baby boy. We've got this whole life that we're setting up together. The things that you want will happen for you, mm. even if they happen in a, in an unexpected way. It's like law of attraction stuff. Mm. It will happen and you will find a way to create that vision of your life. And you just have to trust the timing of your life. It is, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. like the rejection chat we had Mm -hmm. last week about letting it open up for bigger better things and i had a really good quote Mm. today that i found i've got the quotes i'm I'm here with the quotes this week learn to love the sound of your feet walking away from things not meant for you Mm, that's i just thought that was such a good one yeah it's beautiful it's empowering i think as well to just really trust the direction you're going and that you are going to get the things you want just looked at each other and went <laughs> it's like we weren't recording then that's just a, a true snapshot into all of us oh, talking to each other it is. Totally. that really is what it's like 
Right after our listener voice noted us in last week's episode to discuss open relationships and the almost threesome virginity losing experience, we were taken back to our own like a virgin moments. We made it through the wilderness. Somehow we made it through. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I thought it would be cute to kind of go, you know, on a trip down memory lane and Mm -hmm. discuss our own v-plate losing experiences yeah i mean i literally did make it through the wilderness i had sex in a paddock for the first time (laughs) (laughs) and it was very uncomfortable yeah oh it was awful Mm. did you get bendies no but it was like i don't know why i had to be on the bottom it was like very rocky and uncomfortable but also I, i did not like sex for a really long time like it's funny i was super sexually active very early that was mm. at like 14 mm. it was really early on and i think i was very sexually active in a lot of ways and really curious and had a lot of feelings mm. <laughs> a lot of clit tangles but the actual act of sex and it is because and i know why now it's because obviously he had no freaking idea what he was doing yeah. so like the actual act of sex horrific awful mm. painful mm. horrible hated it for a long time probably until i was like 18 or 19 mm-hmm. so that's a good few years of having sex just being like oh when's like this going to be over Oof. mine was mine was all right mine was with um, my boyfriend at the time in high school and it was like, um, I think I maybe just turned 16. So it's like, okay, like, sweet 16. Sweet 16. We have been kissed. And I, um, <laughs> I went to, his parents were out and I went over. I think I knew, I definitely had a sense it was going to happen mm. at that point in time. I think it must have been the, the school holidays at the end of that year. And um, he gave me a Christmas present. So yeah, it must have been then. And it was like he one of those Christmas presents. <laughs> <all right. laughs> it was one of those, um, like, Fucking, what's like a generic jewelry shop like those? Like, oh, like Proud Hill, or like Michael Proust. Hill. One of those. Oh. It was one of those bracelets, like Goldmark, <laughs> Pandora, silver, silver bracelet, I Angus and Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> Ask who you shall receive. They've given me four names. Um, one of those bracelets with like this the sort of rectangular plaque in the middle of it. Oh, oh yes. Um, with my own name engraved in it. Just in, in case, case you forget. Oh, my God, such a classic. <laughs> such a classic high school boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Um, silver as well, which I don't wear, but no. sure. Um, <laughs> maybe I did at the time. Borrowed one of, um, one of my sister's dresses, cool boob tube dress. Cool. Um, Easy access. And it was. I didn't take – I had, still had it on. I had it on, oh, like, great. while it Damn. was um, happening. So it was still partially clothed. I think Look, I was too, actually. It was – um, I think it was on his, like, single bed upstairs in the house. It was fine. <laughs> like, it was – it was – it's certainly not like a ah, moment. Like, when it happens, is it? You're like, ah, more like that. Um, yeah, it hurt. It definitely hurt. But it was, I think, like, it was a safe, um, secure kind of space mm-hmm. with somebody mm-hmm. that I, like, liked at the time. So I guess, you know, in terms of feeling – the best that it probably could at that age anyway when and also he was a virgin too so it was mm-hmm. both of yeah. both mm. of our virginity losing experience so to be fair like neither one of us knew what we were doing so i guess like it was it could have been a hell of a lot worse that's that's, oh. that's my summary of it mm-hmm. no anyway i was about to say so thanks to and then i was like <laughs> <laughs> oh gee i really I hope, got my work cut out for me this week i hope you're well wherever you are <laughs> i actually wrote a little something okay okay <clears throat> I'm going to take you back. Oh. The year is 2006. Okay. I was 17 
a total music theatre nerd and somehow the first girl in my group of misfits to get a boyfriend. Ah. My high school BF was a super sweet, cute dork who I'll nickname The Scientist. (laughs) Not because he was super into Coldplay, which he was. (laughs) (laughs) But because he had this pair of periodic table pyjamas that he wore all the time. Hot. His very strict parents were out for a dinner and I was over for a sleepover, which absolutely meant that I was asked politely to sleep in the guest bedroom. (laughs) He set up his tiny basement bedroom with a value pack of 100 tea light candles from the reject shop. There was music playing. Probably Coldplay. In a bold move, he had taken a Sharpie and drawn a big love heart over his chest with the words, Beats for lol. (laughs) Cringe. Oh my God. Oh my God. Lol indeed. But it was so romantic and meaningful in my young eyes. The act itself wasn't super memorable. It was a bit painful, but mostly nice. I bled a little, but nothing too mortifying. Mm. We were very much in love and it felt really right and like it was the perfect time for us. I think we'd been together for like four months. (laughs) My high school bestie at the time and I had suspected this would be the weekend the scientist and I would do the deed. So she said, the code is strawberry fields forever if you do it this weekend. (laughs) After the act... I crept back up to the spare bedroom before his folks got back from their dinner. Then, flushed and elated, I texted three words. Strawberry fields forever. (laughs) In the early hours of the morning, my beau snuck into the guest bedroom and we did it again. (gasps) Only to be walked in on by his older brother. Oh! Horrifying. So, the second time I ever had sex was, in fact, more memorable than the first in the worst way. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that story. I must say when you said, um, and in a bold, what did you say? In a bold In like, a bold move? Yeah, he'd taken a, sh- and he went, Sharpie. I thought you were saying, shoved it up. He'd taken a shit off. I was like, oh my God, I don't think I've had this story. That before. would be a bold move. That's a very He got bold 100 move. tea lights and in a bold move, he'd taken a shit. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> I just presented it to you. Oh, it's really relating. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That's, I love that. That's Strawberry romantic. Strawberry fields forever. That's oh, pretty stunning. romantic, and also bold that he came back for a second time, guys. I Woo. know. You too. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, speaking of romantic, it's time for us to revisit our favorite segment. <laughs> it was a yes, then a no. Now you're my ex. going to be very brief. Yeah. He is a man of few words. Blink and you'll miss it. Blink and you'll miss it. How spicy was Kate in the bedroom on a scale of lukewarm to towering inferno? More chilly. <laughs> as in like chilly, as in like <laughs> like hot chilly. Hot oh, chilly. I was going to say, what? not like cold. cold. <laughs> she was gold as ice. <laughs> <laughs> Describe Kate as a movie title. 127 hours. <laughs> Because <laughs> you had sex for that long, I'm guessing. Mm, we'll see. Damn. If we say the words Kate Foster, what pops into your mind? Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. And he gives it away. I know exactly who it oh. is. Oh. Considering your time with Kate, what do you think her love language is? Physical touch. Yeah. They've all Everyone said that knows. so far. They, they all know. They all know, except construction cutie just did it. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking. Not so cutie. <laughs> Have you got any bones to pick with Kate? None whatsoever. Bless him. Has Kate ever made you feel like you're an audience member to her own personal one-woman show? Unsure if this refers to her singing or the toys in her bedside table. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hello. <laughs> if you could choose your own alias, what would you call yourself? The Jedi. <laughs> but it, but he's not the Jedi, is he? He's not. It's Sandy D. Oh, Sandy. Sandy. Sandra Dickinson. He and I, well, no, he can recite every word of Nicki Minaj's Super Bass and that was kind of like our song together. We were such nerds. We were such nerds back then. Bless him. Love him and his Sandy Day. I'm sorry he wanted to be the Jedi, but it's set in stone. I can't change (laughs) it It's set in sand. Stone. (laughs) 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 It's set in stone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was good. He's sweet. Let's hear it for the singles. We hope they get the tingles when they mingle. Social distantly. Yeah. And it's time to check in with our season two singles. Ow! Ow! Has anyone actually gotten any goddamn scavenger hunt points this week? (laughs) Do you even care about the chocolate area? How is Liv's top five sex lover going? Did Liam buy another overpriced but underwhelming charcuterie board? In more ways than one. Did anyone lick a bloody toilet seat? Let's check in with Liv and Liam. Hello. So nothing too crazy this week, um, but I'm still seeing, I don't even know what the term is, I don't even know what we are, but um, the boy with a watch um, from a few weeks ago, so going strong. Um, yeah, it's been nice. I know like last week I said I didn't want to get ahead of myself, But, um, I have really been enjoying his company and, um, I like think about him a lot and, um, I look forward to seeing him and I feel super comfortable with him and I know that he feels the same. So it's been good and he's hot, um, and he's really nice, which is so rare. I just feel like a nice guy, like a genuine warm hearted person, that's not just like, I just want to have sex with you is it's, I find it really rare. Um, no offense to any of the straight men listening out there, but it's been a while. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been really good. And I I don't like, I don't know where it's going. I mean, I sort of feel like I know where it's going and we haven't had a conversation about it yet, which I'm okay with because I sort of think that it will come, um, when it needs to, when the time is right. Um, it does feel like we're heading into dating territory and that's, that's exciting. Um, I mean, we've made future plans for things. Um, so, yeah, I don't feel like it's ending anytime soon. So, as you all said last week, this may be the uh, success story <laughs> of season two. Um, so we shall find out. Hello, guys. All right, what can I tell you for this week? Well, I, I heard your advice the other week loud and clear Um, And so I have been doing my utmost to put myself out there and and, um, get on as many dates as possible, just for you guys. Um, And I will be suing you for RSI because I have been swiping hard on those apps as much as possible and just chatting to lots of people um, and went well. I mean, I had quite the dating bonanza this past weekend, actually. Um, I had three dates with three different people booked in over this last weekend. Um, So starting with, I think it was during the day on Saturday, had a date with uh, a Kiwi realtor. (laughs) 
um, we went from a place in, to a place in the city on a little break in my day, uh, day job and uh, had some dinner and it was nice. It was nice to chat to him, um, nice to meet him. Uh, I don't know if I felt any vibes. Um, he was kind of, uh, mm, yeah, not. <laughs> he was a little too chatty, I would say. He was uh, rattling things off. So nice guy to chat to, but probably not anything romantic further. Uh, then we had a second date on, I had a second date on Sunday morning, which he suggested 9am and I said, absolutely not, let's try a smart 1030 um, but that was really nice. Uh, went all the way up to Abbotsford and I bought him a coffee. So does that get me like reverse points in some way for being generous? I don't know. Um, I waited, I actually waited for him to offer to buy me a coffee and then got just for the points and then it got awkward. So I thought, okay, I'll just, I'll just buy it. <laughs> um, and then we went on a really nice, really long walk actually. Like it must have been like seven Ks along the river. Um, and it was really nice to chat to him and he was actually, he's so calming. I think he, he's like a yoga teacher slash graphic designer. Um, but he had this really calming presence. I felt like I was hypnotized. Um, and we came so close to a kiss in the rain. It was raining just enough for it not to be annoying. And um, we got to this little lookout point and I was so close to doing it, but it was a bit, it was kind of just too early in the day where it would be a little weird if I forced myself on him. And um, if not only just for the points, I thought, no, I won't push this, but oh, I could all, <laughs> the only thing I could think of was the points. Um, so that's annoying, but oh well. I had a really nice walk with him and then we drove around to some little markets afterwards as well, which is really cool. So I think I might see him again. Um, he's definitely a, a, a guy I'd like in my life, if nothing else. Um, and then the third date was unfortunately a, a, a kind of ghost stood me up situation. This is a guy I've tried to have a date with a few times. Um, and every time he kind of cancels a few hours before because he has some kind of excuse. And so then we booked in a, a kind of a casual early early afternoon drink on Sunday in our neighbourhood because he lives right near me. Um, and he just, like, never replied to me. So we had some really good conversations. Um, but I think I'm going to cut this guy off because he keeps, he keeps leaving me in the lurch. So um, it was almost a triple dating bonanza weekend. But two is not bad for a weekend. Um, and still no H matches. I came so close. I swiped, what is it, left or the, the good way on a few H's, but apparently they're not interested in me. Um... I did touch a thick thigh this week, though, I reckon. I reckon that can get me some points. Um, but, yeah, so a few people and one, one, one potentially good guy. So, yeah. Boy with the watch. Cute. Watch boy. It. I just thought, oh, my God, maybe they'll have had that conversation by our season finale oh. and Liv will get a big whop of points if she does that. That's what I'm thinking. Can they become official and fall in love by next week? Because then she I gets so. two lots. Yeah. Oh. I think so. So it's anyone's game Absolutely. and anyone's cake. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I'm really happy for her. That sounds really lovely. It sounds like it's ticking all the right boxes, mm. feeling comfortable, excited to see each other, 
Just really easy. That's what easy. you want. It's such a difference, isn't it? When I, I wrote that down in my notes. When you, she said, you know, I, I'm not stressed because I feel like it's going that way. Yeah. Yes. So it's like you don't feel that anxiety to need to confirm it because mm. you just kind of know that it's going that way. And that's just so nice. It's so Thrilled nice. Thrilled for, for you. Yeah. Go, girl. Getting the love she deserves. And Bloody I think love it. it's really great that she's actually put herself out there for the yes. first time in a long time. And maybe she has kind of removed the uh, the cock blocks in her way. Absolutely. We'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> and Liam is still on the hunt, but he seems to have really thrown himself in the ring this week. I'm glad that he's taken that advice. Mm-hmm. It really sounded like he was creating his own low-budget version of The Bachelor, which I'm thrilled about. You're he was thrilled about. He was. Sorry about the RSI, but that's just part of it, right? Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's just going to happen. Kiwi Realtor, unfortunately, no stiffy no. lippies. No. no stiffy lippies. Just a chatty cafe. Oh, Love the yoga um, teacher. Yeah, yogi master Let's guy. Let's mm. Look into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> look into my eyes. Look into, look, <laughs> look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. Not around the eyes. Not around the eyes. You're under. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he got you to walk for seven Yeah, kilometers. did he legitimately hypnotise you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I did really appreciate that Liam held off buying the coffee just to try and get the point and then eventually got so awkward he had to offer. Great mm. commitment to points. Great and commitment. with the kiss in the rain, like yes. really trying to manifest no, that kiss in the rain. Is. But I also really loved that um, Liam has confirmed that 10.30 is the first civilised meeting of the day. Yeah, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Mm. And I have a baby and I'm up at all hours, yeah. but I think 10.30 is a solid time. I understand. Fair. Fair call. Um, I, also, I definitely think cut Casper loose. Get rid of the ghost. Cut him. <laughs> yeah, Cut him. Real ghost. Bye. You had to time it was in the 90s and now it's not anymore. <laughs> but it seems like everyone is just ghosting yeah. at the moment. So much ghosting. Uh, yeah, it's really common. So it's not you, Liam. It's every single person. I feel like people are just socially overwhelmed. But the, the one thing is I'm like, don't make a plan and then just cop out at the end. Yeah. Like, No respect. Have some respect. Have some respect for other people's time. You know, you wouldn't like it being done to you. So, yeah, you're not alone, though. Keep at it, though. I think the double dating bonanza was a roaring success. Fantastic. But, yeah, I must say to all of you singles, um, given that there is the season finale impending, it is our next episode, is the season two finale. you you got to get out there and do some good crazy shit in the next week. <laughs> Also, last week a listener set that challenge yes, that, that we have in the works. Mm. So I'm I'm thinking maybe Liv might be exempt, seeing that she, she's sort yeah. of seeing how it goes. We don't want to watch man. Block her exactly. Ourselves. So Liam, where it. are you at with my mans? Yeah, exactly. You so and Liam we'll have to switch. We got to switch. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, no, no. Liv has to set Liam up with someone. Oh, and okay. Liam has, has to, to set, set Kate up with someone. Okay, See. Kate's not setting anyone. And I've already set Liv up with someone and oh, that, yeah, was and that was a trash fire. That was a fucking dumpster fire. Oh, so you're God. exempt. But, uh, yeah, so there's there's big things happening for the season one, I mean, season two finale. <laughs> what season are we in? Two. Right. Two. So this brings our current singles scavenger hunt tally to Liv, 65, but we're looking at you for next week to bring in the big points. Liam, 111. And Katie, 114. Ooh. It's on, bitches. It's close. It's a race to the finish. Carl's barista better be ready to get married next week. <laughs> <laughs> News flash me. News flash me. Call the dating news. The Guardian reports on the great turnoff. 80% of American men say sex is less important to them now than it was before the pandemic. What's going on? Name? 
flaccid fall. Age, it is a relatively new thing since the pandemic. That's fall as in the season. You might call it abstinent autumn if you were desperately trying to maintain alliteration in a British translation. And flaccid as in, yeah, flaccid. So we are talking about sex? Well, less sex. We've gone from slutty summer to flaccid fall. Meaning? There was a survey of 5,000 single Americans by Match that found single men are not so bothered about sex these days. 81% said it was less important to them before COVID. I thought everyone went straight from locking down to hooking up. That was slutty summer. Keep up. No pun intended. What else emerged in the survey? Physical attraction is no longer the be-all and end-all. The emotional maturity is much more important. This all sounds like quite good news, grown up even. And it's down to the pandemic, you say? So Helen Fisher says, who's she? A biological anthropologist and one of Match's chief scientific advisors. You can't shut a planet and expect people's physiology to remain the same. We all suffered, dopamine plummeted, testosterone plummeted, sex is less important. So what are we doing or thinking about now we're not doing or thinking about doing sex? Justin Garcia, the executive director of the Kinsey Institute, said, It's most striking in men that they are taking a moment to value relationships and the relationship context of intimate encounters more. And he pointed out that casual sex was down, with only 11% of singles now wanting to date casually. Do say, Yeah, no hurry. We've only known each other a few months after all. Don't say, What if I keep the mask on? Would that help? Virginia Trioli writes for ABC News, Gore Vidal was wrong. A friend's success is a joy. There's something immensely moving about seeing the people you grew up with fulfilling their promise, completely becoming themselves. I know Gore Vidal famously said that every time he saw one of his friends succeed, a little part of him died, but I don't regard success as so finite. We make our own, or it mysteriously comes to us. Either way, it seems to be an endlessly renewable source, even if its spring can't always be found by everyone. I went to high school with a bunch of hilarious and easygoing boys and girls where there seemed to be no divisions between us, academically or socially. We celebrated our successes in an unusually egalitarian way. Admiration ran in concentric circles and it had no limit. In the passing years, my schoolyard friends have become such astonishingly complete versions of the kids they were. They've had their trials and I shouldn't claim to have foreseen the changes brought about by their challenges, but I know that they were there. Their successes are so varied, they are big and very small and they prompt such a familiar little swell of my heart every time. It's that rush of pride at proximity to something you admire, of astonishment at one's good fortune or good judgment at knowing someone so grand. Look at her. I know her. (laughs) Oh, I can't. It's beautiful. A friend this week was appointed to a role so powerful that it was only until recently the sole preserve of a man, and we took her to a dinner and toasted her agape at her achievement. I have friends who do painful, hard, unheralded work that makes life a little easier for others whose names I will never know. I have friends who have grown up and now grow things themselves or make things or design things or lead things. And even though I know exactly why I have always loved them, their capacity still astonishes me. And I have friends who have raised such wonderfully kind, funny and insightful human beings from the soft bundles I cradled so many years ago that my faith in the future of the planet is immediately restored. Look at what they have made. I watch all of those I have known and loved as the years go by, and my surprise at life's circumstance placing me anywhere near them is unending. I want to shout to someone, anyone, look at these lovely people, look at my beautiful friends. Now that my diary is starting to whine and complain whenever I try to cram something else into it, 
I think it needs a little reminder of why I'm grabbing every moment of life right now. There's nothing more than this. Oh, <laughs> we just need a moment. <laughs> oh, I love that so that much. Beautiful. Oh, oh dear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all needed the release and I just wanted to go from yeah. that. Stunning. Oh. Euronews discusses how COVID has <laughs> The ultimate professionals. Oh. <laughs> what oh a God. change of pace. <laughs> oh, God. You just went into like full newsreader mode. That was so good. Uh. Euronews discusses. <laughs> Get it, get it, Katie. Go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. Go, Jordan. <laughs> Euronews discusses how COVID has changed dating in America. More American singles than ever before are checking out potential partners with a video call before meeting in person. That's according to the 11th Annual Singles in America survey carried out by researchers from the Kinsey Institute. Half of singles, Gen Zs and millennials went on a video date before meeting face-to-face in 2021, cementing that a trend was already on the rise. The trend towards tech wasn't confined to the younger generations either. Overall, a quarter of respondents said they had been on a video date with a prospective partner. Respondents of all ages said video calling made them feel more comfortable about meeting a new person, with 71% saying it helped them decide whether or not to meet in real life. But can people really make a connection through their smart throat? Smart throat. <laughs> smart throat. Smart throats. <laughs> that one goes with my medieval haunts from episode two or whatever. Oh, Local oh, haunts. Smart thrones. <laughs> Game of smart thrones. <laughs> But can people really make a connection through their smart screen? (laughs) (laughs) But can people really make a connection through their smartphone screens? Apparently, yes with 78% of respondents saying that they felt some romantic chemistry during their video dates. Good for them. However, the survey found that there were some limits to what a remote date can achieve. Roughly two-thirds of respondents said that they did not believe they could fall in love via video chat. While video dates were on the up, fewer people are using their phones for racier purposes. Over a third of single Americans sent fewer nudes in 2021. The survey also found changes in what single people were looking for in a partner. Roughly three quarters wanted to be with someone they found physically attractive. Two thirds of respondents also said they wanted their date to be vaccinated against COVID-19 and just over half said they wouldn't consider dating an unvaccinated person. The survey's respondents also indicated that they would prefer a partner with a similar income and similar level of education to their own in greater numbers than in previous years. And we've got a run 
and pull out the twister for our threesome with a virgin. And also to go and sob. <laughs> so that's all we have time for today, Mogu Mogus. Quick, get out your Nokia 3315, play a quick round of Snake and leave us a rapturous review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you like to do your ear procrastinating. We are nearing the end of season two and you'll miss out on not knowing when we return if you don't have that box ticked. If you've already done the subscribe hand jive and the review hot shoe, then look out for your name and fame over on our Instagram stories at Podcast. Tell us about your perfect puppy match, reach out for advice about your relationship or complain about a coffee with a fuckhead to our email at cblockedpodcast at gmail.com and get on our lit TikTok account at cblockedpodcast. You have been listening to Hannah Fredrickson, Lauren McKenna and Jordan, I mean... Kate Foster with contributions from our scavenging season two singles. Our tech mogu and weird specific food and drink enthusiast is Carl McKinnon at Tech Tech Boom. And this week is brought to you by fucking a potato farmer on a potato farm. Stay safe, stay sane, celebrate your friend's successes, release some of her jinx, chase some tingles, and might not eat some bloody prequels, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>